we're late, but it doesn't matter because we have such a good guest. People are going to be Oh, you overjoyed. guys, you're going to lose your minds. You've been requesting him for a million years. They really and he's have. finally here. It's, this is a big deal. Thank you. Yeah, this is a big deal. Um, Huge Gene say. Yeah. So uh, we might as well just say it now. Our very special guest today is Mr. Duncan Trussell. Hello. Oh, please. We're so, I mean, I should say it again. It's Mr. Duncan Trussell. Like a hip hop show, you know? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, we use bullhorns too. It makes more, it makes things more exciting, you know? This is great. (laughs) I gotta get a soundboard. I gotta get two computers running. (laughs) There's so much shit going on. I gotta get these clamp mics. This is great. We don't fuck around here at your mom's house. We don't fuck around. So, um,. Look, there's a lot of stuff. First of all, I got to say, I just did a, a tour that, that's related to what you're doing. I just got back. I did New Orleans, Houston, Dallas, and Oklahoma City this weekend, and it was unfucking believable awesome. It was the best time. It was all fans of our show and, and just stand-up fans. One night in each city. I've never had a better time mm. doing stand-up. And you're going to Houston that's at right. the end of January. Comedy Takeover Festival. Uh, doing a live podcast there, probably some stand-up. Holy shit. So, I'm also going to be in Austin and Houston, but those dates aren't up yet. But that's at the end of January. So he'll be in Houston January 24th and 25th. I'm telling you, James, you have to go. Uh, where again? To Oklahoma City? I did Houston. Houston. Dallas. Dallas. New Orleans. Okay, Oklahoma I'll go City. there. I'll go to those places. Just, okay. Yeah, I'll do it. No, I'm serious. I'll figure it, it was, out. It was unbelievable. I've never... I I've, know you... Every day you call me when you got home and you're like, that was a fucking bad show. And then the next city, it like, was, that was, it was a fucking crazy. bad show. It was crazy. I'm yeah. telling you. like, so, Things have changed now. Like Podcasts have gotten to yeah. a certain place where it's like the fan base is so into... Thank the God. podcast, yeah, yeah, thank God, it's thank awesome. God. Thank awesome. God, our so, jeans are the best, dude. I actually just felt very lucky, like this. Seriously, I felt like grateful. Yeah, the, for uh, sure. The whole time, on it may, you know, it makes all the difference when people know what they're getting into and they like it. Yeah, it was instead great. of like, what you're not dang cook. Yeah, me. no shit. Remember that? <laughs> That's what it used to be every time. Yeah. Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Oh, in Detroit. I'll never forget that fucking date. Those people were staring at me like I was a lizard. Like they something that climbed out of an abandoned factory and just yeah. started shitting all over their stage. Yeah. <laughs> and now if you were to do that gig, the people that came to see you would shit all over the people that are True looking story. at you like a lizard. You know, they'd be like, what is your fucking problem? Yeah. Thank God. Thank God for technology and thank God for podcasts. Yeah, Seriously. it's incredible. Um, well, Jeans, you're going to be in Toledo. Yeah, Toledo, Ohio, not Toledo, Spain. Right. Sweet. That was a distinction we have yeah. to make. Yeah, so many wow. people are like, are you going to Spain Thursday? No. I'm flying into Detroit. And That's that'll amazing. be... <laughs> Thursday, no wait, yeah, Thursday through Sunday, the Toledo Funny Bone, and then in Fartford, Connecticut. Is that how you say that it? Com- it's uh, it's Fartford, Connecticut. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> there you go. Beautiful place. Yeah. Beautiful place. Yeah, uh, and that um, Fartford Funny Bone. Yeah. December tenth uh, through thirteenth. So come see your jeans, and also if you're in Austin, Tejas. Uh, for New Year's Eve, the Jeans Machine and I yep. are doing um, Cap City. We're doing two shows New Year's Eve yeah. and two shows January 2nd and 3rd. Nice. That's two shows January 2nd and, and two, two shows, shows January, January 3rd. 3rd. And then 
also, yeah, December. Th- <laughs> that's um, exciting. And we're not doing the podcast. We're just doing stand-up. Just that's so you right. guys know. Which um, is awesome, you know. My next date is uh, December 4 through 7 in Phoenix at Stand Up Live. If you've never been there, it's an amazing club. Downtown Phoenix. Uh, and then December 18th through 20, I am in San Francisco at Cobb's Comedy Club. Or as you guys like to call it, Cox Comedy Club. <laughs> In Manfred Disco. <laughs> All the dates are at TomSegura.com for my stand-up, ChristinaComedy.com for her stand-up. And that's that. Oh, and Duncan, and Duncan Trussell. Thanks. Duncan yes. Truffles. Isn't that Duncan your Truffles? name? Yeah, Truffles. <laughs> now, you give away Truffles during the show? Is that what you That's say? right. Yeah, I throw yeah. Truffles out. And I make... They're so, truffles are <laughs> such a funny, funny fungus. There's just so many gags you can make about Just hours of material. I have 17 hours <laughs> of just, of just truffles. truffles. Pure truffle jokes. And then I get into my truffle pit joking about the truffle pig. And then three hours. So this is what weird. kind of bitch you in the Yes, at the comedy <laughs> castle is that they didn't get all the truffle stuff. Yeah, well, what a lot of there are a lot of environmentalists there who yeah. don't agree with the way the truffle bigs are treated. So That's... PETA was there. Eighty percent of the audience was protesters <laughs> who are against truffle pigs. Yeah, huh. yep, sucks. Huh. Sucks, yeah. but you know things have changed. <laughs> yeah, p- the pigs are treated far better than they yep. used to be. I mean, yep. compared to a, a, a typical meat slaughterhouse pig, story, these truffle yep. pigs are like the Dalai Lama pig. Right, yep. they get to eat some of the truffles too, right? You have to, you you have to masturbate them. You know, but a lot of people don't realize that. But why do you think that they look? They don't like the truffles. That's true. They you don't have to like masturbate them. them. Every time they find a truffle, you have to either suck them off or or make them come. You just have to make them come. <laughs> and then they it. relinquish the truffle from their mouth. Is that what you're they saying? They won't it's, let go. It's either or. Jizzing. Yep. I've read that. Yeah. <laughs> I missed that article. No, it's huh. like it's like huh. they, they go, I like this truffle so much, you got to give me something just as good to let it go. <laughs> That's it. That That's makes it. me laugh so much. Well, no, they don't like the. Interestingly enough, they don't like the truffles. They, they, they cause this, what's called a, 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 a double clamp down, which is their, their jaws clamp down on the truffle. Oh, I got it. And, oh, okay. Because it's, it's so revolted by the thing that somehow their jaws clench. Huh. And then they used to have... Uh, truffle, truffle boys is what they were truffle called. But they, this is in medieval times. There were the you know teenagers yeah. would follow the truffle pigs, and then they would have to go under, suck them off. Pig releases the truffle, and huh. they're on to get more truffles. You, is this? I didn't read hmm. that. It's so weird. You I always, missed this. You always learn something. Yeah, you know, that's if you interesting. Pay attention. Because we have a pitch out to NBC right now. That's true. Do you want to run it by Duncan? Maybe he'd be interested in it. In uh, about the dogs. Oh, oh, dog dick afternoon. So, uh, Dog Dick Afternoon is a show where Christina's like a dog walker. Yes. And yeah. she takes, like, she goes them. and she picks up dogs. different dogs, like a dog walker would, from different homes, all different breeds. And then she finds, like, a, a field, like a very quaint, peaceful field. Yes. And she masturbates each dog. <laughs> yes. And you just get to watch different dogs come. I love it. You know, I think it's great. I would definitely watch it. Yeah. But I don't do dramatic acting, so it'd be hard oh, for yeah. me to be in it. You know? But you'd watch the show. I'd watch it. It sounds like a, a tearjerker, man. It's so sad, those poor dogs. Maltese, pit bulls. Yeah. Maltese you know. are hard because they're very small penis. Hounds, German Shepherds. But my hands pugs. are tiny. I have to talk, nimble Well, that's why I know really two good. episodes are the same. Yeah. Right. You know, you have to come up with different ways to get them to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Who is that? 
Pifo is uh, our dog. He's a. Uh, no, I know the dog. Yeah. But who's he bark? You said someone didn't give him well, his money. Well, he's also a bookie. So, like, a lot of the other dogs in the neighborhood will uh, place. Yeah. Fuck. They'll man. place bets through him. Yeah. And he's pretty ruthless. Man, that's rough, man. You know, when I was a kid, our parents' dog was got into that. Really? Lifestyle. Really? Yeah, very similar kind of lifestyle. And it was not, I mean, it didn't end up great for yeah. the dog. Well, our dog comes he from drinks, a bad neighborhood. He drinks alcohol. Yeah. He yep. smokes. Classic signs. Yep. You got to watch out, man. A lot of stuff can happen. Like, a lot, like we, ca- we came home and my mom was tied up. Wow. There was a German Shepherd. Whoa! Wow! There and I don't know what happened, but there it was a an, some kind of I don't know. It was bad. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times it's just for like a few bucks too, you know. Well, in the dog world, that's that goes a long way. Yeah. I mean, you're talking chews, premium chews. Theo came home with some really nice chew sticks that we did not pay yeah. for, so I don't know where he's getting those from. You it's know, it's a bad road. He told me he goes shelter you know, dogs. He you said know? he said the Saints shit the bed on. Sunday. Uh oh. So I guess they were. I don't know if they were favored, but he said he he won out pretty good on that one. Okay. Yeah, but you know you're liable for that if as the owner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shit. The jails yeah. are filled with people whose dogs were bookies. Like that's yeah. a, a huge part of the prison population is people who have been convicted <laughs> in the con- suburbs. Yeah, I know. So it's. I mean, it's funny and it's great to talk about it on a podcast. Yeah. But it's gonna suck when you're in prison. Right. For 10 years because right. your dog was having fun. Speaking of prisoners, um, we do have one more thing to add that uh, the there's new merchandise in the store. Um, it's finally here, the shirt. Cops are all bald and shit. Cops are bald. <laughs> T-shirts are there. And we have the <laughs> Bristol stool chart mugs. That- Which is a great gift for anybody for Christmas. Yes. Or just fans of the show. Do you know, are you familiar with the Bristol stool chart? I have it tattooed on my oh. leg. Yeah. It's wow. A, I like to know what's coming out, man. It's yeah. like we're so fixated on what's coming in, but nobody pays attention to what's coming out. That's, that's a, Wow. Wow. That that's a deep. quote. That we're yeah. gonna get, like, you know, people say like some people eat to live and some people live. I'm getting your quote yeah. hung right there. Yeah, that's fantastic. You gotta get a stool chart. I would, if I was you guys, I'd offer a package. But because you guys know about the squatty potty, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys, you get a squatty a potty, deal. and then if you go up to Home Depot, you can actually get a bidet in oh, your ooh, toilet. We so want one. You guys, you gotta wash the backside. You gotta clean that hole because you do. Yeah. so you many do. people in the West aren't aware of the fact that somehow they think because there's shit crusted on your asshole yeah. that you could just use paper to wipe that off. It's, yeah. it's, it's really, it's interesting for the most developed and modern part of the world. It's really a, a, a antiquated way of doing that, right? Mashing like, shit against your with, butthole with wait, paper. I'm saying we're the yeah. most technolo- technologically advanced yeah. Society, basically, most developed, yes. wealthiest country in the world, and here we are well, mashing we're one. shit. We're well, you one. see a bidet at someone's house, and you're like, well, 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 what do we have here, <laughs> yeah. Duke Dandy? Oh, right. you've got a water fountain for your asshole. Who do you think you are? Right. Can we have some caviar, too? Meanwhile, they've got a shiny, clean, yep. sweet-smelling, beautiful asshole, yep. Yep. as opposed to your just crusted, yep. mucusy Hole. Really, yep. really musky butthole yeah. too. Mm, and uh, you know, musky as butt. my father would say, <laughs> Duncan, you need to wipe down. 
need to wipe down. You got to wipe down. Yeah. yeah. Is it posted up? Yeah. He- <laughs> Who wipes up? Can I tell you, my mother taught me to wipe up. Oh! Yes. She's And she's European. My mother's Hungarian. And I was taught incorrectly. <laughs> and then I went to school and they were like, you need to wipe down. And I was like, mom, you're totally wrong as you are with everything else. My mother's not- I-, I figured it out pretty early in life. I surpassed yep. her... Oh, who's Whoa, that? Someone's here. Who's there? I told you. Hold on, hold on. Now you'll see what happens Whoa. when the dog's a boogie. Oh, that's the uh, mailman. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's why that's the cool. dog. Your was... mailman knows your name. Well, I guess he, knows, he would. Yeah, he knows our. But yeah, but he also is like he's friends with you. He he, he referred to you in a friendly neighborhood yep. mailman way. That's pretty cool, right? That's badass. Yeah, I don't. No, no, my mailman. Mailman creep me out. Really? Yeah. Well, some of them are, but like he's a good guy. He's one of the good guys. It's just the uniform. They're kind of like human bees, like yep. houses or flowers. They're flying through neighborhoods you know what gathering. They, they know all the dirt, too. They know all the dirt. They know all the dirt on the neighborhood. They know when you're getting your VD results. <laughs> they sure do. No one's... that. Those VD result envelopes are so obviously VD result. Really? I've never... I've only done it like... Yeah, we're still recording. Those are mailman. Yeah, is everything cool? What's up? Yeah, yeah. He just he personally walks back our our packages. So nice. Sometimes, yeah, he's super. Um, That's nice. We're talking about freaking. VD result result mail packages. I didn't know that they're just VD. Yeah, yeah, because it'll be like it'll Narrow? say on the top like lab, you know, lab court, but in big red stamp font, like personal and confidential. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's it's right. there, it's there, it's humiliating to get those. I've only your, I've only got it at the, uh, at the yeah. at the doctor's office when they actually take your blood and everything, and then they call you. But what they do is they go, uh, "Hey, we got the results of your blood test," like in a message. Yeah, <laughs> and they go. So call us back for that, and you're like, Oh, oh mother fucks! Just tell and me. And then you call, and you're like, What's up? They're like, We have your results. Yeah, I know. You said that. What is <laughs> it? You're fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Jesus Christ, you man! Fucks. Yeah, that's the worst. Just text it. Yeah, Dude. just a re- green check. You're all good. X. Yeah, something, yeah. <laughs> something simple. Don't draw it out. Thumbs up. It's sick. <laughs> we haven't even done Duncan a proper, as oh, we like to call shit. it, show open. So we always play. An audio clip of something and then our official open. Oh, cool. So we're going to do that right now. Okay? Here we go, guys. Let's party. Oh, I'm going to tell y'all I don't like big dicks. <laughs> I don't like big dicks for the simple fact that, you know, I like to go nuts on a penis. I like to suck a dick where I feel like I'm in power. Okay? Big dicks weakens me as a woman. Mm. I can't suck it the way that I want to suck it. And I can't fuck it the way that I want to fuck it. Okay? This shit is big time! Who is Randy? Don't bring anyone mother to this. Your mama in the fucking stand! Welcome. Welcome to your mom's house with Tom Segura. Tom Segura. And Christina Pajitsi. Christina Pajitsi. Welcome to your mom's house. What do you think of that shit? It's 
spaceship is landing. <laughs> um, so that woman was pretty yeah. cool. Where'd you find her? Um, she's on the interwebs. Hmm. You want to hear a more detailed explanation? Sure, obviously. Okay, here we go. I don't like big dicks. Yeah. And I'm going to tell y'all the truth. It's the confessions of Monique Anderson. And I'm about to go as deep as possible as really I can go with this. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. She doesn't uh, sound ashamed. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a confession either, but... I mean, I guess if maybe, you know what it might be is that for years she's been telling everyone how much she loves, <laughs> loves big, big dicks. dicks. Oh. And now she's like... Like to oh, her children yeah. and grandma. She's like, I was lying. Yeah. yeah. So it's a big moment for her. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell y'all I don't like big dicks. Hmm. I don't like big dicks for the simple fact that, you know... I like to go nuts on a penis. I like to yeah. suck a dick where I feel like I'm in power. Okay, big dicks mm. weakens. Empowered or in power? In in power. She wants to be in control. Yeah. Me as a woman, I can't suck it the way that I want to suck it, yeah. and I can't fuck it the way that I want to fuck but, it. You, here's the okay? thing, man. It's a problem. You hear her voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously, what happened is that she. It was a big dick. Yeah. It probably damaged her vocal, vocal cords. cords. And now yeah. she's got this raspy, uh, fucked up voice. That's wow. really sad. This is a sad video. Guys, listen to my voice. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. You've had damage done as well. Yeah. I don't like big dicks either. <laughs> 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 they fuck you up, man. They do. It takes, only takes one. <laughs> they they do. Don't be Peter Gazin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, here she gives a little more explanation. Okay. Big big men, you know, like to put people in in in, in pretzels and then go nuts with a big ass dick, yeah. causing problems and 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 leaving me with dick in my back after sex. I don't need dick in my back after sex. That's the problem. Huh. What is that? I know that's a medical huh. term, and I'm not familiar. dick in my back. Dick in my yeah. back. Yeah, it's that like. The the uh, the power and force was so great that even well after the event, you have some type of do you think I should explain that physical ailment? <laughs> I mean, I live with it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great compliment in a way. I mean, if you're yeah. yes, I mean she is complimenting whoever did that to her. If you think of that as a compliment, but I think what she's really this is really an advocate for most of society. This woman, she's saying like. I don't even want that thing that everybody talks about and you think you desire to have this yes. huge, enormous rod between your legs. She's yes. like, I'd rather just have a regular size one right. so I can have some fun because I'm getting hurt yeah. by all the Tom guys. Tom-sized guys yeah. out there. Yep. For me, okay? I like to have sex and I walk away from the shit. I don't, I don't need to be thinking about this big dick still stuck in my backbone. I don't got time for that. Yeah. Secondly, I don't like to suck a dick where I feel like I'm going to throw up. Okay? I don't want to throw up. I mean, I be leaving the club. We be having a good time. I be tipsy. Then he whip that big ass dick out and didn't want me to suck it. Nigga, you going to sober me up. I'm going to throw up because the motherfucker too goddamn big. I like to hold my liquor. I don't want to suck dick and feel like that I'm going to throw up on the dick. It's too big. It's too wide. Big yeah. ego like Beyonce. Okay. She said that that dick has a big ego like Beyonce. Hmm. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, I sense. get it. 
Yeah, yeah, because you know they can get their like maybe it has its own consciousness or it's yeah. sentient. It like has gained its own life yeah. force separate from the yeah. It happens. Host organism. Yeah. Hey. I don't have time, okay? And I don't have time to be, you know, embarrassing myself. And I'm going to also let y'all know She's I'm busy. Team Little Dick. Yeah. You see what she just said right there? She is Team Little Dick. Little myself. And I'm going to also let y'all know I'm Team Little Dick. I'm- team Little Dick. Wow. Well, you know, she should write a book. Yeah. I think. I think it's on the way. I think Team Little Dick's going to explode. You're going to start seeing a lot of hashtags. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hashtag yeah. Little Dick. Little yeah. Dick. I think it's really going to take off. Yeah, we need more people like her in the world. That's a wa- great confession. Shines it illuminates. <laughs> it illuminates a lot. A yeah. lot of that. I mean, a person. You know, you hear somebody like that. Yeah. And it opens your heart because it does. so much, so many problems in the world, and so much pain and suffering, and no yeah. one's talking about dicks. Like, where? Yeah. Who's? Why aren't we talking about dicks more? She is experiencing a, a pretty rough phase of her life and mm-hmm. I, I don't know i'm glad this is why we have youtube i'm sure all the comments are very comforting and yeah. loving yeah oh, well like, that too support from the community now, yeah. you know the one thing she doesn't address though is what may what constitutes a big dick and what's a little dick right maybe she's like i want i'm team little dick it's like you know you got to be under 10 or i'm not and then you're like whoa wait what yeah. like, <laughs> like, like, it's true it is all right she's been yeah. sucking off bears yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could be team little dick man i don't know what size a bear cock is actually it could be i've small. never seen it either it's like one that it's it's in sheathed like a dog's right i'm, I'm assuming and then they come out don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's something not a lot of people. Let's see look it up in, the, in, li- in your life. You're not going to see a lot of bear cocks if you're a human, <laughs> um, Mr. Truffles. I want to ask you. Yes. Uh, you. How long have you been podcasting? Like, how long has that been something you've been doing? Well, I uh, probably about five. I don't know, four or five. It's hard to. It's hard to figure it out. I mean, I could figure it out exactly, but I started a podcast when I was with Natasha. And oh, that's right. You guys had one together? Yeah, the, yeah, the Lavender Hour. So that's we started right. doing that years and years ago. Um, Don't say that in a way. You said that in a very smug way that was like, I was doing a couples thing before you were. Yeah. And I felt very insulted. Like we right in, we invented it. And... Yeah, you were just like... Yeah, so, we invented so, it. And you're like, I did it years, years ago. Years <laughs> ago. When did you guys start yours? Like 20 years ago? 25. Yeah, well, ours was like 30 years ago. So. Well, oh, but technically, no. like we had our first... <laughs> we, we uploaded one in like 75. Yeah, my grandmother and grandfather had the stage show they did. They didn't have record the recording equipment in the beginning uh-huh. back then or like what we have now but so my whole fa- generation well. of my family have been doing a couple's podcast <laughs> all the way back yeah all the way back yeah. well there's a you know i don't know if you know there's a shakespeare play called your mom's house that <laughs> yeah it's written about us. it's in the bible actually genesis exodus your mom's house leviticus yep. right yeah yep. well that's that's really interesting because um uh my Shakespeare was actually a great, 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 great <laughs> grandfather. Huh. You guys have a similar and, and, beard, and he had a podcast, yeah, too, <laughs> with his wife. So, so huh. you there and you Short go. Stuff had a thing, and Short Stuff. Uh, <laughs> we lived together, and we started this podcast because Marshall Childs from the Laughing Skull. What? That's who kicked us off for you? Well, kind of. We were just like not taking it seriously at all. Uh, you know, Matt. Dwyer and Matt Bronger were doing this podcast. And yeah, I, the two mats or whatever. It was yeah, called, right? and it was yeah. cool, and it was fun to do. And then, like, I think Natasha and I were like, "Why don't we just try recording one once a month?" 
and we just started recording us yapping and then uh, I, uploading it. And Marshall Childs from the Laughing Skull called because I guess he started listening. He's like, listen, podcasting is going to become gigantic <laughs> and uh, it's going to get into this. And he was so right. It was the best advice business-wise I think I've ever been given in my life. He just called and said, take it more seriously, put them out regularly. Trust me, if you keep doing it right now, it's going to pay off because they're about to explode. And and he was right. It turned into a whole, you know, just what we were talking about before. Yep, yep. So, yeah, I don't know, four years, I guess, five years. I'd have to go back and look. Hmm. But definitely one year longer than however long you guys have been doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, sure. I do. Uh, I will say this, though. I think, like, podcasting has produced, you know, it's, it's helped out a lot of people's careers. Yes. Uh, ourselves included. And it, there's different tiers of success that you you see within it and different tiers of like podcast stars i would say you're at the top man oh i don't you're, know no Most i'm serious definitely you are and yeah. so it's it's cool because like i've known you you know not real well but i've known you for a while yeah. and i've seen like how your success has grown and grown and grown which is really cool to see somebody that you know doing something Thanks. that you're really good at and it's it's just really taking. Thank off for God, you. man. Thank God, because you know I can't. I have a really hard time getting on TV or doing the normal path that comics generally yeah. are supposed to take. Like I can't. I'm just not very good at at auditioning or any of the stuff that you know. The, there's like two. There's the old path used to right. be the way to this, go. Right. You know, pay, you have a pager and yeah. you like ha- your commercial agent is texting you. Right? The old path was like, you got to get on TV. It was really fucking weird and stagnant and horrible. That old path. Well, there's yeah. like one show you had to get on the tonight show and then yeah. you had to sit on the couch. And if you didn't, you were just fucked. Right. Yeah. Or star search or something. And then that was star it. search. It was just this <laughs> miserable thing. And that, that produced, this entire species of comedian that was like had to like fall into a way of being that mm-hmm. was great for the that worked for network TV. So like I can remember, you know, the old school comics when I was coming up at the comedy store when I was a talent coordinator. You talk to these old school yes. comics and you get this old advice. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I remember one of them telling me, "Whatever you do." Never talk about aliens or Bigfoot or any of that shit if you get on TV. Imagine that guy seeing where Duncan's at today and knowing what he talks about. Like, what would he he fucking say to you now? (laughs) Well, I guess you're the one fucking weirdo that it worked for. Yeah, Yeah, but that guy, you know, he that was what it was like. You wanted to come across as somebody who was a balanced, stable, productive. In his defense, Mm -hmm. he probably, I'm sure he thought he was giving you really good advice. Absolutely thought he was. Yeah, Yeah. well, because that's what it was like. Sure. Because the the TV was 100% supported by corporations who had to, as much as possible, uh, appealed to, to the largest demographic and that's mm-hmm. called the median and the median is the mediocre and yep. mediocre people only want to stay on the surface and so if you wanted to like you had to be edgy safe right right yeah. that's the kind of person you'd have to be if you but you definitely couldn't be edgy edgy or forget no. it you were no. fucked. no i was told very early when i started like don't you can't curse you got you gotta work oh, clean. clean. Don't work clean. You gotta work clean. I'm like, what are you? T- I mean, I started. Both of us started in L.A. I don't, did you start out here too? Yep. That was never an issue in the L.A. clubs. Not I mean, only nobody told that, us that. Like, you fast forward from that advice to right. like your show, which is has a nice following, is completely 
blue, not right. clean at all, like our podcast. Right. And you stand up, you work as a internationally touring headliner, <laughs> right. and you're not. It's not it's never clean. Completely, just yeah. whatever I want to. Whatever you want to say, think right. and say, yeah, yeah. Which and you know, Jeez. whoever tells because I got I I was told the same thing a lot about being clean. Oh, like you got to be clean. It's the and worst it's like, advice. I just I never felt like it was me, and I didn't do it. I'm so happy that. Even if it took longer and the path is you yeah. know different, I, I, I would feel so inauthentic trying to be that. Not that like clean is bad; it's just not authentic. It's not to your me. lane. Clean works. It's insanely amazing. Like yeah. Jim Gaffigan, or when brilliant. you see somebody yeah. taking these, yes. like when it, you know, he has kids in the audience and he's not modifying yeah. his what he's doing. That's incredible. But that's just not the way my brain doesn't work like that. And um, and I don't think Gaffigan. Is like it, in private. I don't think he's like man. And then I was fingering this bitch's <laughs> pussy, man. Scott, I love just fucking right. bitches all. Day. I don't right. think he's like a. Not that I, any of us are like that, but yeah. I don't think Gaffigan's blue. I think he's what he's doing is a direct representation of what he's like. Yes, and and uh, that's what it should be. Right. That's the idea. Is it should be a it's direct. You. It should be you. Yeah. yeah. But this, you know, if you look back at the, at the advice you were getting, really, what you're getting is advice about how to be a successful mechanism of propaganda to uphold the whatever the cultural norm was of the time mm. the tv is so dead tv is still does but thank god they're losing the war but for the longest time they created the image of what yes. the reality yes. tunnel we were all supposed to be living in look like right and that reality tunnel was not a reality tunnel where there was cursing at one point there's like you can look back in the history of tv and find the first time couples slept in bed together. Yeah, Lucy and Ricky slept in separate twin beds. Yeah, there you but go. He, and she was pregnant, and they, they couldn't even, I believe they couldn't show it or something, or they had to allude. They couldn't say she was pregnant. They, they couldn't had to show allude toilets. to it. They couldn't show toilets. You can look back to the first time they showed the top of a toilet. The, 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 there goes our show, yeah. our sitcom. But, well, <laughs> it's just the toilet flushing. That's our show. <laughs> It's gone. That's a great idea, man. Like those fireplaces that you can get in your TV. Yeah. You know, just you know what I wanted them. to do as an art exhibit? I'm serious. I want to do this one day at like LACMA or something. Is set up. It's an all glass ceiling above you. And there's glass tubes coming know. from the glass ceiling. So everybody that's going to this exhibit is on the ground level. And they're looking up at glass tubes and glass ceilings. And then 10 different naked people walk across it. And they sit down into these glass tubes. And they all shit and you see different types Great of idea. shit there. but I want to have like a Joey Diaz guy wow. you know and then a gluten free guy and, so you get to, and a model like a thin model and just different people Great different, idea. and it's yeah. all different numbers on the Bristol and you just stool watch, chart you just too. watch it come down the glass that's too. such a smart idea <laughs> thank you it really is that would be like that would be a legendary exhibit Bill O'Reilly would be like probably give a second you know it's yeah. like losers and winners this girl loser and his shit exhibit <laughs> he would get so upset yeah, yeah. People sitting down and crapping's not art. <laughs> you scream, yeah. Well, so I guess that's art now, yeah. Um, remember that we watched this documentary on Netflix called The Artist is Present. Have you seen this? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and all she does is look at people. Yeah, yeah. But, and then they, but she sees people. But not only really that, the, 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 you said it too, and I think it, someone says it even in the film, is that what's happening is that people so often are not, paid attention to yeah oh yes that they especially really, now more than ever yeah ironically that it, she's the like in their whole life or at least in their day is like the one person that's seeing them yes mm -hmm. and they're really projecting so it's like you're you're seeing a mirror 
the person yeah. who's sitting there is actually seeing a mirror. They're like, oh, they're they're feeling right what they want someone to see. Like, you know? except they, some people are mad at her, which is really interesting. So, so those of you who don't know what the exhibit is, it's a it's an artist. What's her name? Abramovich is her last I name. She's remember. a Czech lady, total Eastern blocker, and she sits down for like three months in a museum and every day all she does is sit down and she looks people in the eye so you sit down next across from a stranger and she just engages them and doesn't say a word and just stares into their eyes and at first you're like this is the dumbest fucking thing i've ever seen what is this so Mm -hmm. stupid and then you see people's reactions like they're crying some people are mad at her Mm -hmm. some people you can see it in their face are just like fuck you you fucking bitch what is this and like you're saying it's all a projection of whatever it is you're going through against her she's She's a blank canvas in mm-hmm. essence. She, she I don't think it's a blank canvas. I don't but think... she's giving approval and acceptance. I see it in her face. So, I... so that's, that's interesting. You see something different. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess that's part, that's part of the exhibit. But th- there's like the metaphysical occult idea of the human attention being one of the most valuable and powerful forces in the universe and how because it's so hey, powerful and valuable. Well, it is because look at how much money people pay for billboards, logos, brands, yeah. commercials. Yeah. And what's that? What is that doing? It's harvesting human attention because if you really think about it, it's pretty amazing that a human being is this sort of lighthouse that's able. That's the. It's like we're made of. We're the universe, and we're putting out this thing we call attention into the world. And so that's one of the most potent things ever. It's literally the universe looking at you. So that. That I think that's why people are breaking down. Is oh, because interesting. It's, it's, so you see it from her perspective. I see. You think they're breaking the down because passenger. of the attention? Because yeah, they're feeling this beam of of yeah. Because uh, a lot of people get no attention. You know, you yeah. you forget as performers too. We get it in different doses and sometimes hyper concentrated amounts. Yeah. But like to get just attention, you know, sometimes you talk to somebody and you see them. Uh, they, they they can't believe that someone is speaking to them and giving them attention. Yeah. And really listening. Atten- yes, and listening and actually yeah. being with them. Yeah, That's, listening. Yeah, mm-hmm. is really uh, it's a strong thing to do for some people. It's so it's like one of the great gifts you can give somebody is to listen to them and yeah. instead of planning what you're about to say. Yep. Mm-hmm. When you're hearing them, you're like f- you're writing the script for the mm-hmm. next response. They'll because they'll say this thing like that will trigger. They'll give you a key phrase, like a Google key phrase. Like they'll say whatever it is, and then just based on the key phrase, yeah. you'll pull up whatever you tend to say in relation to that key phrase, and then you'll pop that out robotically. And they weren't really listened to, and you didn't get the experience of a true interaction. Right, right. So it's you're just this. Separate- it's auto stuff. It's like you're both on autopilot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the moment you start actually listening to people and trying to cut away the script it's cool to watch what happens to you and them because the energy shifts in this profound way yeah and there's also panic in shutting the fuck up and listening like there's a human inclination like your brain wants to go like the panic sets in it's fucking crazy yeah and there's something that can actually be i feel like that can happen in the silence that people are uncomfortable with yeah you know sometimes you you don't say something and they don't say something, but there's still something going on, you know. And you go like, <laughs> and people want to jump around it, like, oh, I just got got. You, sometimes you talk to people and they're like, that was awkward, and you're like, it wasn't awkward. It was just a different beat, right? It was mm-hmm. a different moment. 
It was a different language. Yeah. We Mm -hmm. started talking a different language for a second, and you don't even know that language exists. Right. You call that language awkward. Yeah. That that language is actually the energetic connection between us and the sense of whatever that is, whether it's, I don't know, pheromones or neuroelectrical activity that's picked up in a very subtle way. And that's trippy. It is. And sometimes it's really strong. Yeah. You can sense it. You feel it in your brain and your body. You're like, whoa. It's just like there's a pop, right? Yeah. I feel like you can get that sometimes, uh, you know, just... With hookers, Tom? With hookers. <laughs> uh, like, they'll, they'll be like looking at my dick. Don't be Peter gazing. And I'll be like, <laughs> don't be looking at my Peter like that. Yeah. And then I giggle. <laughs> and then it's fun. Yeah. 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 Sometimes when they stare at your dick, you're like, what? And they're like, I'm team little dick, so this is good. <laughs> Yeah. Little dick. Team little dick. Yeah, okay. I people beat back silence. Silence is one of the great demons of the modern world and it's just a desperate problem. Like when you're in a car with a friend driving somewhere and a conversation oh, goes away and the radio's off and you're like <gasps> Yeah. Exhausting. What the fuck did I say something wrong? And can I tell you that's why I don't hang out with a ton of people. I'm not super, super, super comfortable. Like Tom and I can sit in silence because we're married, but I have a hard time hanging out with people because of that constant need for chatter and like <laughs> I, I I get tired at the end uh, of the exchange. <laughs> to go home and nap. I yeah. I know. <laughs> I it's hang in, out with people. It's intense. Yeah, I, I I I know. I like being. I mean, being alone is a lot fucking easier. That's for sure. I mean, you guys, I guess, have merged now and become one. Yes. super being. We do so everything. you get to be the uh, unified f- f- sort of flesh being. We're one person. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I don't get no. I think that's good. We're not like a weird uh, symbiote. I mean, no. I mean, sure. yes, yes, and no. Right. That's the essence to successful. I think couplehood is together and still you have yeah. different identities. You have to have a strong yeah. sense of your separate, right? you know, yeah, separate being and 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 who you are. But then it's equally strong with your genes right on. you you share one pair of genes right but you so each inhabit you take, separate legs exactly yeah yeah that's it i don't i mean i think it's cool <laughs> i you know i used to be terrified people are terrified everybody wants to be a goddamn that you know strong individual everybody's so into being a fucking individual <laughs> and it's like it's just a stupid not not that i am i think we're all strong individuals here but it's like to fixate on that is so hilarious because you're really just fixating on this game, the series of games you tend to play with people. Like, yeah, you know, like when people, it's always very funny to me when you hear someone say, "Like, I'm just not that kind of person," <laughs> and it's like, well, what? What do you mean? Like, who are what? Who's talking? Like, when you say I'm not that kind of person, who is the I that you're referring to? Another being altogether. Like, there's the I that you're talking about, right. and then the I that's talking, and it's that that weird bifurcation you've created in yourself is automatically a malfunction because you're referring to a different a thing inside your field of awareness, uh, and 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 not acknowledging the fact that really all you are is a field of awareness surrounding a I kind of meat shit. meat thing that thinks you know you're the best dude. <laughs> he's the you, best Duncan's you, the best dude. you have such here's my favorite thing about it. you you have such an interesting mind and such an interesting perspective but your gift is that you can articulate it so well. oh, man. yeah so Thank you. you have such a unique perspective you're you're deep man you're you're 
And I understand. Would you say that he should go on That's Deep Bro? I would say he should go on That's Deep Bro. Well, funny you should mention it because he already has. He did it! And what? I've been holding the episode for just this fantastic moment. I will drop Duncan's episode next Monday and you can go even further down the rabbit hole. I mean, this is just a taste of yeah. what Duncan and I I'm not going to keep into. rambling like that. I know no, that. No, we all, love man. it. We love it. What are you talking about? This is the best, dude. Actually, I wanted to tap into that specifically. Your deepness, because yes. you know who's equally deep, maybe not as deep, but getting no. there, Jaden and Willow Smith, the children ah. of Will Smith and <laughs> yes. Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, they just did an interview with the New York Times. I want to give you some of the things they're saying, and yeah. you can add your maybe, input and or maybe you, Maybe you can decode it. Or... Yeah, decoding it would be help. I'm okay. not sure. So, um, they, uh, let's see. Uh, they asked the kids what they've been reading, and then... The uh, interviewer asks them, I'm curious about your experience of time. Do you feel like life is moving really quickly? Is your music one way to sort of turn it over and reflect on it? Willow responds, I mean, time for me, I can make it go slow or fast, however I please. And that's how I know it doesn't exist. Jaden then Mm -hmm. says, it's proven that time moves for you depends on where you are in the universe. It's relative to beings in other places. But on the level of being here on Earth, if you are aware in a moment, one second can last a year and if you are unaware your whole childhood your whole life can pass by in six seconds Hmm. but it's also such a thing that you can get lost in it willow says because living Jaden says right because you have to live there's a theoretical physicist inside all of our minds and you can talk and talk but it's a living this is what happens when you play too many video games (laughs) you just go on and on about nonsense when i was a kid we didn't talk about this popular culture bullshit we talked about 14 Yeah, now I'm, I'm making a dumb joke, but that, no, no, that what you're seeing there is yeah. the what I think a, a byproduct of the internet or the uh, I, you know there's a there's this idea that we're entering into the singularity and that everything's accelerating and that ki- that we're speeding. Up. What you're seeing there is what happens when people aren't brainwashed by whatever the popular culture is vomiting into your head. Right. If you stay on the internet long, if you go just go on Reddit, like go on Reddit, go to the subreddit science go to the subreddit futurology go to the subreddit world news and just hang out there for two weeks and you'll start getting all these incredible ideas that are are emerging or all these new ideas or all these new discoveries that are happening and your universe will start expanding just from those little bites of information right but in uh, these kids you know i don't know what they're being exposed to or, or where they're getting the information i think from. a big part of this is never going to school yeah you yeah know? i disagree I, I think what this is is um knowledge fractals which is kind of the danger of the internet as well because if you pull up a smidgen of a larger opus that some thinker has sat down to write and you just know a little you, bit you, yeah you like that's what it's this like sounds like yeah and he's like you know what i mean it's just time and space and you're like no 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 do you understand Wait, did you say it's just time and space you know what i'm saying you know what i'm talking you know about what I'm saying? you know, you know for real I'm now <laughs> i'm it's sure that's time and space that's how he talks right <laughs> you know what i'm saying you know what i'm talking about you just made Jaden a 75 year old black man <laughs> And then you know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. It's time and space. <laughs> Shit like that. You know what I'm saying. I'm a physicist. <laughs> but but listen, so but I'm saying that the the problem is is that uh listen, to know ideas, to truly know what somebody's thinking, I'm old school. I like books. You gotta you gotta start and, and have a, a fucking cogent thought. <laughs> You have, to, you have to respect what people have written and really yeah. understand a thinker. Like, here's one, here's what, uh, this is my favorite. Jaden goes, 
you know, your whole life can pass by in six seconds. Uh-huh. Is that how he says it? Right. <laughs> but it's also such a thing that you can get lost in. And then Willow just says, because living. What? Well, that's not a cogent. Yeah. Right. Well, she probably, I mean, maybe she had another thing she meant to throw out. Oh. Not, to just, not to come to her rescue or anything. I don't know. I know what you mean. It's easy to get stuck on the very surface level and just regurgitate yeah. yes. shit that you don't fully understand. And yes. just like, and not go to the deeper, deeper implications <laughs> right. of it. Or just really get it. I don't know. I, don't, I think they're just spitting out weird. And the feeling of being like, this is a fragment of a holographic reality that a higher consciousness may, like, what, what? You... Say that again. That's pretty good. Say that me. is kind of cogent. Yeah. This is a fragment of a holographic reality that a higher consciousness, consciousness made. Yeah. That's what Willow says. And then Jaden bursts into laughter. As soon as me and Willow started releasing music, that's one thing that the whole world took away is, okay, they unlocked another step of honesty. If these guys can be honest about everything, then we can be more honest. What? I'm not sure they that they unlocked right. another step of well, I mean, it sounds like what she's saying is when they started releasing music, they became more of a conduit to this higher intelligence that's creating wow. this universe of which they're a tiny uh, wow. piece. Oh, that, so okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Maybe they're talking about the fact that we're all in a simulator and that they're recognizing that that time is just one of the <laughs> Well, what kind of I mean, Willow, like what song do you think do you think it's Whip My Hair? That <laughs> But you know what? I'm God. Why have you guys got me defending the fucking creator with my hair? I I want to I want to say that yeah, it doesn't matter the product. Yeah, the, every single product or every single song, like Taylor Swift's new song, mm-hmm. which I I don't know it. Just can you sing a little? <laughs> you probably haven't heard it because they don't play it that much. Oh. But Taylor Swift's new song, which I hate. Yeah, I hate it. The thing that like that's surprising, by the way. But keep going. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, a, she's great. We love her on the show. All right? these, pro, all these things are like you're, when you're when you got two kids talking like that. Mm-hmm. What you're getting there is people who are preaching to a very certain group of people. Yeah, I think just to add to what they're saying mm-hmm. that the creative force, for whatever reason, is using technology to try to get bigger ideas out to the world, or maybe. The world is using technology to get bigger ideas out because it recognizes humans are kind of existential threat to the current environment. And so all these big ideas are flowing out of the weirdest vehicles. And there's certain vehicles that are are, are certain teachers that are here for certain students. So how wonderful is it to create this trap where you have this idiot song, Whip My Hair, Mm -hmm. luring in a bunch of dum-dums who become huge fans, and then they start filling them with this information. And even if they have a cursory understanding of it... You hook them with the stupid thing. Yeah, and then you start giving them the the great information, and then that's a really positive thing to do. I think it's a beautiful thing to do. But I know what you mean. It's like loathsome on one level to have to listen to some of the crappy music... Now, I have um, another thing I want to read you from the article. Yeah. Um, I, I really want some Duncan stank on this right here. I'll put it on. Um, so the interviewer asked, you mentioned earlier uh, breathing. It's also an idea that, that recurs in your songs. 
Willow says, breathing is meditation. Life is a meditation. You have to breathe in order to live. So breathing is how you get in touch with the sacred space of your heart. Jaden adds, when, ba- when babies are born, their soft, spots, their soft spots bump. It has like a heartbeat in it. That's because energy is coming through their body up and down. Willow says, prana energy. Jaden says, it's prana energy because they still breathe through their stomach. They remember. Babies remember. Wow. Willow says, when they're in the stomach, they're so aware of putting all their bones together, putting all their ligaments together, but they're shocked by this harsh world, by the chemicals and all that, and they grow up and they just start losing. You know, they just become like Are us. you making this up? No, I swear to God. <laughs> no. I swear to God. This is from the New York Times. Well, and Willow's been writing her own novels since she was six. Don't forget that. Yeah. The prana thing is so in, in so that's Vedic culture. What she's talking about is uh-huh. something called pranayam, which is a, 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 a breathing exercise that you can do where you circulate air through one nostril and out the other nostril. Mm-hmm. And there's very like you actually hold one nostril and breathe in and then breathe out through the other, hold and then breathe out through the other. And so. Inhalation is, or breath is your direct connection to the to everything in the universe. Uh-huh. Breathing is a representation or the constant affirmation of the fact that we're connected to all things. The patterns of breathing that people have change according generally to the external environment. So if you're in a dangerous situation, you'll breathe faster. If you're in a relaxed situation or falling asleep, you'll breathe slower. Uh, and the idea is that instead of letting your breath patterns be controlled by external situations if you begin to take control of your breathing patterns regardless of what's happening outside of you then you can create various states of consciousness that allow you to adapt to what's happening around you in a more effective way which is why people who are like shooting for example people who are trained to shoot guns they're taught how to breathe breathing is a yeah. huge part of being a sniper you've got to learn how to control your breath because you not only be... <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. like it's so the so people who are like i think I would imagine like special forces, you know, I was in special forces, but mm. you were, oh yeah, for five years. And we learned that you have to, the first thing they teach you in the special forces is breathing mm. and how to control your breathing patterns. So yeah. Now, which branch were you uh, in special force? Like, were you army special forces? Deep Marines. Deep Marines. They don't even, yeah. That, I've that, never heard of that you, I bet even, you didn't. Yeah. Like super special. Huh. Wow. That was really interesting. How many people have you killed? How many people haven't I killed? Wow. That's a question I prefer. Yeah, you don't, you, by the way, you don't just ask. Oh, really? I'm sorry. I'm not, I haven't been in the Marines in 10 years. You were in the Marines? Yeah. I could feel that. I could see that. It's pretty crazy, though, right, for a 14 and 16-year-old? Well, yeah. That's, well, I mean, no. I, is it, it's crazy now only because we went through a period of deep shit conditioning where the high schools were... You know, like you were like public schools quite often are not given the opportunity to give this information to people. If you go to India and talk to kids, they know that that's just something that's naturally taught, which is that we're surrounded by energy. When you're breathing, you're breathing energy into your body. This energy is called prana. It's in various places. There's more prana. It's considered in the in times of day. There's more prana in the morning. You know, like in the morning when you go outside. If you if if you manage to wake up really early, you go outside and you're like, man. Oh, it's beautiful. And you get this weird feeling of like, oh, man, yeah. this feels great. Yeah. Well, they say that's because there's like, pr- there's more prana there. There's more life energy there. Mm. And certain places have more prana. If you go out into 
nature or the beach or if you go to a, a wilderness area, it feels really good. And then certain places are very low in prana. Like airplanes. Taco Bells, for yeah. example, in a shitty part of town where yeah. you're like, you go to certain places. That's true. And it feels like feel shit. That. And that's because the energy, the, the there's not a lot of prana there. The energy there is very low. And those are... Those vi- those places. Have you ever heard the term goons? The G U N A S. The gunas uh-huh. are the modes of the material universe. So, like the it's, the idea is that there's uh, the mode of goodness, ignorance, and passion, and e- these various modes have uh, different pranic qualities. I guess mm. you could say. So, in different places, are in the mode of ignorance. So, a Taco Bell in a shitty part of town mm-hmm. would be in the mode of ignorance, whereas like a beautiful yeah, beach would be in the mode low of, energy. Yeah. Do now, you, see, but hold ahead. on. Do you hear how Duncan explains that? It's yep. pretty cogent. Makes sense. He's he's thought about these ideas. He's integrated them. Like this shit that they're. T- it's like they're just throwing out words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, well, that's the difference. Well, I think, because part troubling. of it too is that when you're that age. Especially when you get kind of, I would say, like a, a heightened idea, you want people to know that you have this idea. Yeah. You're more excited about letting people know you have the idea than expressing the idea because yeah. you're 14, you're 15. You want to be like, That's the I have sad a pretty, part, yeah. yeah. Is it all this is like really public? I mean, you know how stupid you are when you're a teenager. I know. When you read this, it. when you're. <gasps> When you're 30, you're going to be like, oh, oh. shit. You, know? you think they'll feel bad about saying that? I don't um, know if they'll feel it badly. I think it's like the equivalent of... It's embarrassing. You get embarrassed. I think sometimes, like, you know, I've seen videos, like family videos of myself, and you're like, oh, you're kind of embarrassed, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny you say that, though, because one of the... Uh, I was, I'm really into this. Talk about embarrassing. I'm really, really into this guy, Michael Beckwith, who's the yeah. guy at Agape. Yeah, yeah. He's so good. And uh, he... um talks a lot about embarrassment uh-huh. as being a necessary part of spiritual growth and that that feeling of embarrassment is a good feeling. I think it's valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, man, I see it differently than you guys see. I, I don't see that, that though. I don't know how much they understand it. I think that what they're saying doesn't feel to me like that far off from some very, very ancient, philosophies that uh they're get they're getting that from some someone's teaching them some form of vedic philosophy it's yogic philosophy someone's giving them or maybe it's new thought it does remind me a lot of like what michael beckwith talks about i don't know if they understand it fully but the way that they're expressing expressing it is seems to be pretty on point i don't know i i also i think like if i look at their all that they've done and said in the last few years there's a lot of arrogance and entitlement to which I think is why people don't like these kids because it is a lot of like you just don't know I'm an artist you're like mm, I don't well they do say one of the, I, a lot of there's a lot of weird they do weird. say that like I think he's mentally ill I think there's some who's mentally pre schizophrenia the boy Jaden yeah if you look at his tweets and stuff there's a lot of like it's very erratic and it's really nonsensical I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that he is some something's doing it's not. This isn't like normal adolescent, like, hey, I'm into transcendent, blah, blah, blah. Like, it feels fucking weird, man. It's, yeah, it's I like, don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't get, I mean, God damn it. You guys really lured me into <laughs> a fantastic trap here. Because I can't feel, I don't, I think that they're, look, I think that the idea is I'm trying to avoid 
And I'm doing an, a terrible job of it a lot of the time. But like, you know, I had this, my hero in music is Lou Barlow. And he's the, you know, Lou Barlow? I don't know that is. So Lou Barlow is this like indie god who is in a band called Sebado and in a um, uh, Dinosaur Jr. And, okay, and I know that. So like, he's fucking great, man. And we had him on... Uh, one like a big earth shattering moment for me was when we had him on the podcast. You had him on. You had your hero on your podcast. He lived in Silver Lake. He's. I think he left town. I couldn't believe it. I got in mm. touch with him. Well, no, because you know, he, he, when I was just working at the comedy store, I went to see him perform, and I he was he sang this incredible song about what. what the reason the song is about how the reason he can't make good music anymore is because his brain got fried from smoking meth mm. and it's the saddest most poignant sweet song ever and i couldn't find it anywhere so i went on his website emailed him uh never expecting to get a response and he wrote back and then he just sent me the cd and oh wow and, and like um uh, and that was pretty mind blowing. But then I had his email, and so uh, years later, I emailed him and said, "Can you come on the, this podcast?" He's like, "Sure, I'll come on the podcast." Yeah. And so then I'm sitting with this guy who's like, I consider one of the greatest musicians ever, one of the greatest lyricists ever. And Natasha and I snarkily start bringing up um, who's the Katy Perry. Yeah. Fully expecting Lou Barlow to be like, "Yeah, what a fraud." Yeah. But what he said was, "If it moves you." It's okay. He's like, and there's Katy Perry songs that I listen to that have moved me. Right. And if she's moving people, it's okay. And that was like, ah, oh, you motherfucker, <laughs> yeah. yank the rug of bitterness out from yeah. under yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you remove the ability for us to have a kind of piranha attack on somebody who uh, is just doing whatever it is she's yeah. doing in yeah. the world the best she can. And that piranha attack, that aggression and that desire to like really fucking stick it to people. Yeah. Because they're putting themselves out there. Yeah. That is a endogenous aspect of being a, a human being in the West. We're taught to come down on a person because they're fucking saying things in the yeah. wrong way or what we think is the wrong way. Right. But it's like, shit, who knows? You know, if I was a kid and I heard them talk about that and I was up in North Carolina prior to coming in contact with any kind of yogic principle at all and somebody just started talking about how breath is life and started talking about how you could see the energy moving through a baby, that might shift me in a good direction. Absolutely. I hear yeah, what you're saying. I got to say, I resent the fact that you're opening my mind and my heart into <laughs> seeing this a different way. Yeah, I don't want to see it a different way. I think he's, these kids are a little arrogant and shitty too. There's, yeah. There is a tone, and I, I agree with you. There's some, look, there's merit to almost everything every artist does. I mean, as long as people are enjoying that, that's very true. There's one actually interesting point uh, of this um, that I want to touch on before we move on. And that is the school aspect. Because I'm interested on your opinion on school. Because they say, they, they, they ask them, is, is, the hardest is the hardest education unlearning things? And Willis says, yes, basically the crazy thing is it doesn't have to be like that. And Jaden says, here's the deal. School is not authentic because it ends. It's not true. It's not real. Our learning will never end. The school that we go to every single morning, we continue to go to. Forever till the day we, you know, we're in our bed. Jane says, kids to go to, who go to school are so teenagery, so angsty. Willow says, they're never, they never want to do anything. They're so tired. Jaden says, you never learn anything in school. Think about many car accidents happen every day. Driver's ed, what's up? 
I still haven't been to driver's ed because hmm. if everybody I know has been in an accident, I can't see how driver's ed is really helping them out. Willis says, I went to school for one year. It was the best experience, but the worst experience. The best because I was like, oh, now I know why kids are so depressed. But it was the worst experience because I was so depressed. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I remember school. They make you wake up too early. You've got to get up super fucking early. Your parents are stressed out because they got to get you to the Fed and to the bus stop did, in time. Did you pick up on or read that? Like, I, I read years after I was in high school that they basically have doc, the medical world could establish that at that age, our bodies need much more rest oh for sure and that we really should have been like getting up for school at like 10 10. yeah Yeah, why why couldn't they they want a factory workers is what they want yes yes. these penal colonies colonies for teenagers that's what a a high school is it's a fucking i mean if you look at the great portion of uh, theoretically what has happened when humans were evolving uh, it there it wasn't like tribes were like, all right, wake the fuck up. Right. You got to get to this fucking cave. Wake up and go to the cave lit by artificial light where we will teach you symbols that represent the universe instead of teaching you how to live exactly in the universe. And if you don't like it, we will uh, teach you that that's going to lead you to being broke and poor <laughs> and probably uh you know a high school dropout what's worse than that man a high school dropout remember the propaganda oh yeah oh Oh, you know about timmy he's a high school (laughs) dropout watch out for that kid he's not going to the fucking conditioning facility anymore you better be careful he's dangerous on drugs (laughs) you know it's a water slide straight to prison if you drop out of the conditioning facility you're gonna go to the fucking jail there people go if they're not conditioned right i think about what they say about college dropouts too college yeah, dropouts they're like you you waste it. and then how many college dropouts have literally changed the way the world works yeah you know, they they're the most like uh, ingenious people have developed ideas that they took they left college instead of staying and studying the, staying the course yeah. they change everything yeah. yeah they left yeah you know but what though? if you had a kid though would you go through the the normal school patterns you think uh, i i it depends on what if i if i could afford to put, I want my kid to get a really good education by people who are getting paid what they deserve to be paid. So I want my kid to be in a place where the people who are teaching them are living comfortably, aren't experiencing constant anxiety over whether or not they can uh, make enough money to live. Yeah. So that so I want the underlying feeling to be yes. one of um, uh, if I could afford it, I would want my kids to be around non-stressed out people who are being. Uh, who are having to dance for the state bullets that are being shot at their yes, feet in the form of I these agree. retarded tests where kids are just taught to memorize and regurgitate information for really no reason. I want them to be around people who are happy and love being around kids and love teaching. So that's what I would that I would want to send. I would not want to put my kid in a public school if I could help it. But if I had to do it, if there was no choice, then I would want to figure out ways to make sure that i knew what my kid was learning and that my kid understood that the uh that i am not looking at his grades or his performance in school as an indication of how much love he deserves from me so i'd want to really you know what? i, I disagree Jesus. i think fear is a wonderful <laughs> motivator <laughs> anxiety yeah. for me i've always been fear-based I went to, I was lucky enough, I got kicked out of public school here in LA and I went to a wonderful private school taught by Irish nuns, Catholic school, and I loved it. I loved the discipline. I loved the structure. And I was privileged enough to be at a nice school where they're, you know, it was private, so great. 
But I, I think there is something to the discipline and rigor of getting up, of going there, of yes. sitting down, of fucking reading something and understanding something. It's discipline, and I'm, I'm real old school. I, I kind of like it. And, and then if you don't like it later, graduate from college and then subvert what you've learned. But at least get the base coat of rational fucking behavior and thought mm. down before you can undo it. I don't know. Well, I, it's, I, it's an intro. What you're talking about, there's two ways of like, oh, and it's what, what you're saying is a lot of comedians uh, think this way, which is that prosperity comes from suffering or that from like <laughs> coming through. And it's true. Uh, I mean, yeah. right behind you, we were just talking about James Brown. On, Did you watch on, that on, documentary? On, I didn't watch the doc. It's we were talking about him on Rogan's podcast, raised in a, a brothel, yes. you know, forged Poor. in poverty yeah, yeah, yeah. and pain and agony. And so <clears throat> this idea is a, a very prominent idea right now, which is that successful living comes from, anxiety suffering and and like you said fear i don't know how much you were joking about that but no, no it's serious, just pretty serious but pretty a, fear-based. a lot of people believe that that is the fuel that is supposed to run a person's not life suppo- it, it does and it's not the best I'm, I'm working aggressively in therapy to undo the fear no it, yeah i mean i was raised very similarly uh, a lot of you know a lot of religious kind of um influence anxiety Guilt, yeah. fear, it's the best. Makes, makes you a good person, though. Yeah, no, you, and then you have to work hard to t- take those pieces out. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's not, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, it, <laughs> I think getting away from the, I think that the, the big, the important thing that you learn is that it's, there's such an, a massive impact made on a kid when they're like, if I, if I didn't do good at this, I'm not good. Like that oh, I thought. Felt that. That's it. I still feel that. You yeah. know, if and I'm then, not successful, I'm dog shit. Exactly. If I'm and not doing this, I'm bad. That 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 becomes a way of thinking that you. It's so deep rooted. If it's started young, that you, it's really hard to unlearn that. It's behavioral that you believe in, and it's yeah. deep, deep wired in you, man. So if you're like you're saying, you know, you didn't do well on this test, doesn't mean. I'm gonna love you less. That's huge. Then you're the you're the parent that is one in a billion that can say, "Hey, I love you," and you can do X or I love you regardless of. Real easy for me to say. (laughs) Well, that's true, but it's I think it's the important idea you know yeah well you're the you're the willow smith of this moment i want to look i'm not ashamed to be the willow smith i and and uh i it's so it's like the idea that the, the the universe is purely abundant and the idea that you know in it's the dream that we figure out a way to have 100 percent efficient solar panels so that there's no longer uh energy deficit so that we can have infinite energy uh from the sun that's a dream of humanity and solar panels are advancing in that direction uh and if that happens uh then what that does is it, it it illuminates this ancient idea that we live in an abundant universe where we're completely upheld and loved. And it's true. It really is true. Uh, and that's the new paradigm. And, and it's actually a very old paradigm, but it got blasted away. And it, hopefully it's emerging back into the consciousness of the world again. And so as a parent, you want to become the embodiment of that paradigm of love and abundance so that when a kid's are, the kid just begins to think, oh, shit, I'm always being held or, mm. or by the universe. You know what I think ruined that uh, theory was that, that way of being was feudalism. Like maybe the beginnings of the feudal lord and owning property and the haves and the have-nots and then capitalism later. Huh? 
Yeah, feudalism, man. It's, I think that's the beginning, right? Yeah, Serfs, fiefdom. People say it's like a lot of people have theories. It's when people started planning. When people started instead of it's when people move from being hunter gatherers yes, to agrarian, to, uh, gathering grain for the winter yeah. and hoarding resources. Yeah, yeah. But for fortunately, sure. you know, we're not there now. Uh, well, well, we are there now. But the really cool thing is that in this moment right now, you can just analyze how you actually feel and most people feel inside of them a kind of icy anxiety yeah constant running constant mm-hmm. running undercurrent sure. of anxiety and panic. guilt and panic fear fear yeah. and that shame. shame yeah that and that shadow that you're feeling <laughs> that's everybody that's the human condition that's yeah. the big secret conspiracy is that we're not supposed to be acknowledging that that's yeah. actually what's inside of us and that run in the the marathon that everybody's running with these big fake smiles on their face mm-hmm. is a desperate attempt to not sit to the moment you stop Stop moving, which is what they call meditation, and you get to feel that and just be like, I'm going to admit, I'm scared as shit, I'm angry, mm-hmm. I'm reactive, I don't want to die, I'm worried about my parents, I'm worried I'm not a good enough person, I'm worried I'm not, I'm not good enough at my job, I'm worried I'm not going to be okay, I'm worried that everything's going to fall apart, mm-hmm. I'm worried I'm going to be ruined. Once you recognize that you're haunted by that ghost... Just the recognition will put you way ahead of all the other people who are pretending that that feeling isn't even there. That's mm. so true. It's so true. You it's know, what you get from therapy, I think. Oh, yeah, huge. I always tell like my therapist that like the big thing is that when we get to a certain point where we talk about something, I'll tell her like you know the the big thing for me like this week was that that thing that I've been doing or thinking for so long, I now have the recognition of it. So like I see it like. Oh, I'm I'm thinking this way right now. And for the years before, I would just do it right. but not acknowledge that it's an actual behavior mm-hmm. or thought that is in and then once you recognize it, you go, Oh, now I can actually change that behavior or thought if I want to. That's you know, it. it. You have the power to. Right. Being That's, cognizant of it is being just co- that. the awareness I think is the biggest thing for me that I've got through therapy is that you have awareness of ideas and behaviors because if you're not aware (laughs) if you're not aware instead you you get a bad feeling which you're not acknowledging as a bad feeling Mm -hmm. and that's why so many people reach for food for alcohol for drugs for sex for it feels bad and then you gotta surf the net light a cigarette yeah yeah whatever it is what is this instead of sitting in that feeling and just sucking it in the moment And, and watching it and just watching it with the intention of with the intention of uh, opening, just that alone will change it. You, you know, it's because a lot of times when you really start becoming aware of just how terrified you are, or anxious, yeah. or scared, or angry, or whatever, that will only compound the situation because you're like, I've got to be better. Yeah. I've got to get this fucking <laughs> yeah. thing out of me. Yeah. Now you're yeah. failing by being aware of your uh, internal, like, negative states. And then that just compounds it. Whereas instead, you just, what's called in, in Buddhism, what's called noting, which mm-hmm. is that you you start becoming aware of what you're saying the different mind states like oh here's here i am when i'm this is oh i'm angry i'm especially this is why relationships are so good because uh when you get in a fight 
you can practice mindfulness as the fight is happening. Oh, sure. And so and when I'm starting to get angry at my girlfriend, I can recognize like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay, now look at the way you act when you're angry. Now watch what you're doing now. Right. Okay, now you're really going to try to get revenge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now you're really <laughs> going to get her back. Get ready to get her back, and now you got get her, her back. back. Yeah, yeah. that fucking pattern, and then you watch that grow and then dissipate and go back to phase one, and you can watch it in them too. When they're really pissed at you, you can look at them and be like, oh, you're just purely re- – now you're completely controlled yeah. by your anger, and I'm watching what you look like when you're completely controlled yeah. by your anger. And it's fun to look at someone who's really pissed off at you and pretend that they smoked a, 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 a drug. Uh-huh, to make them that way. Yeah. So now look at them like they're high instead of like they're angry. <laughs> and you'll be like, well, you're just really drunk on anger right now. And soon that's oh, going to dissipate and that's you're going to be back to a normal person mm-hmm. again. But the way you are right now isn't you. And I'm not going to keep going back to what shit you said to me when you were really angry yep. any more than I'm going to go back to shit my friend said to me when they were super drunk. <laughs> and so good. that kind of that's mindfulness. It yep. teaches you can at least it, it mindfulness may, is huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I also find that like uh, having awareness once you become more aware, you'll do things like, because you know about it, you'll go much more quickly. You might say, oh, hey, five minutes ago, I realized that I was being, I was being a dick or I was, you know. Yeah, I'm crazy was, right yeah. now. Yeah, and so I'm sorry about that. And that's something that like, otherwise you'd have been like, fuck that. No, I wasn't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like until you have that awareness, you don't really do that. And yeah, yeah. Feelings, by the way, this is one that I was. Oh, I hate them. That that like, <laughs> oh, you know that like they the they did they they were able to establish that like you feel certain like when a, a feeling hits you that that lasts like ninety seconds and yeah. that actually the extension of it is you ruminating in it. Wow. So you actually it will pass, but it's you obsessing on that that makes it feel longer. Wow. But it's gonna pass for, for, by if you, you let it, if yeah. you let it permeate and go. Yeah. But then I It'll get go. scared of the feeling right. and I block it. I, I don't want to feel it. I'm so scared. you're making it last. Longer. Yeah. Instead of just yeah. going, all right, dude, let's just go. Let's just cry it out. That's so badass. Let's freak That's out. badass, right? That's called yeah. There's a ter- in in it's called threading the necklace. So it's like uh-huh. when you start realizing that it's like you're there's the initial feeling. What you're looking at in any way that you're feeling, right? The way you're feeling right now is a direct result of the way you felt before, and it's a direct, it's a, it's a chain. It's, it's a, it's a completely dependent. It, it, it's called God. What the fuck do they call it? And they have a great name in Buddhism. It's called dependent origination, which is that everything arises from some other thing. And so when you get into the present moment, you begin to recognize, oh, this feeling is arising because of actions and thoughts that I had a millisecond ago. Oh, yeah. And I'm not really a victim yep. because like you're saying, I'm ruminating and I'm recreating this feeling state over and over and over again. And they say that the mind is so fast that you're doing this, this activity is happening like a hundred times a second or six. There's like a, in, in, I can't remember what it's like 600 mind movements per second, or it's happening so fucking fast yeah. that you don't realize it. But yeah, once you start recognizing, like, oh shit, I'm the one threading this necklace of horror that I call my life, then it's a beautiful moment because you can begin to uh, just apply mindfulness to the situation and suddenly you'll realize that you're acting 
differently, wildly differently in situations where you used to be doing the exact same shit. Mm-hmm. God, man, I'm, I'm ranting. It's great. It. It's ranting. great. It's great, man. Because you're the architect of everything. It's you. Even shame, it's you projecting your shame on. No one's actually shaming you anymore as no an one. adult. You're the one going, oh. There's a lot of choices. It's all know? choice. It's, it's, it's well, choices for, to feel a lot of ways. Can I tell you what I like when we do when we fight is that because we're comedians, I think the ability to make a joke at a really inappropriate time yeah. has saved us time and time again because it lifts you out of the moment. Like the other day, I was touching your equipment and you were, we were not, FaceTiming. Oh, not, not that one. Sorry. That. No, like I was touching this shit for my, my show, my other show. And, yeah. um, and you were like, stop, you're touching it too hard. You're getting mad. And, and you were like, I, what did you say that? Or did I tell you I wanted you to die of AIDS yeah, and yeah, die? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you get, you know, yeah. fucking butt cancer and, it, and die. It did, and it, did um, it made my frustration and anger yeah. in, in what she was doing kind of dissipate. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, this isn't like, I don't know, it's not that serious and I'm not, it's not worth really getting angry over. Yeah. And I just like, in a second, it went away. She's like, I hope you die. And I was like, well, I hope you have the worst podcast ever. Right. You know? And then, <laughs> yeah. And it's then the best. It, kind of, it really works for it's us. It's beautiful. You know? It works yeah. for us because it takes you out of your rage for a minute. Like, oh, oh, yeah. 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 Oh, Stop touching my shit. Are we you know? fighting right now? This yes. is ridiculous. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just that. Have? Just yeah. that. Like fighting, fighting. Oh, now look. Here's I, I like to think yeah. of it like whack-a-mole. It's like you, you get whenever you're not going to. No matter what you do at this very moment, no matter if, if you sit down right now and like grow feathers out of your back and, and try to meditate for the rest of your life, guaranteed you're going to get fucking angry again. Yeah. Guaranteed you're going to get angry again. But the next time you get angry, uh, instead of looking at it as an abomination, look at it as this incredible opportunity to study this lifetime of habituation and just watch the way that you act. Don't change it. Let yourself run through the whole fucking program, mm-hmm. but just watch yourself running through the program. And it's really cool because you'll see it's all automatic. Yep. It's all automatic. It's incredible. That's why we I love oh, uh, which Braxton are you today? Today, well, I'm feeling very powerful. I'm feeling like I own it, and I'm about to go to Toledo tomorrow, so I'm feeling like Tony Braxton. Whoa. Okay, I'm on point. I got it. I kind of feel like, I feel good, but I feel like, I feel like I'm... I'm open to change and open to okay. learning. So I feel like Tawanda. Oh, I love Tawanda. Um, and you, I don't know if you already know which Braxton you are today. I, I don't know their names. <laughs> oh, well, I think it's obvious who you are today. You're Miss E. <laughs> oh, you yeah, are Miss e. e. How? What is she? She's our mom and she's teaching us stuff. And oh, like, cool. She has our best interests and everybody's best interests at heart because... She's the mother. Yeah. Is she also terrified and anxious and constantly yes. shitting herself because yes. she feels... Yes, she uh, has that too. Okay, great. She does that. Yeah. Mommy has her weaknesses. So can you yeah. say that I'm Miss E today? I'm Miss E today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. That is awesome. Jeans, um, uh, do we have time? Do you have time for one more thing? I'd love to do one more thing. So... It happened again. It's unbelievable that it happened again. Hmm. But there is yet 
another person with persistent genital arousal disorder. Ah. Have you heard of this? Oh, yeah. I've heard about this. It's a nightmare, I've heard. Yeah, um, this But it's guy... also really funny to laugh at. Oh, God, yeah. Instant, it's like it's like an erection that doesn't go away. Yeah, and or, well, here's... When you're on your knees at your father's funeral, at his casket, and you're saying goodbye to him, and then you have nine orgasms right there, while your whole family is standing behind you, just makes you never want to have another orgasm as long as you live. You know what? You just keep on coming. <laughs> that's a joke. No, that's real. No, it's real. That's real. That's real. That's that just, you just keep on coming just, is a joke. No, no. That, that's from the, like, the documentary piece on him. He's like, but they just keep on coming. They just keep on coming. It, it sounds like he's saying you keep coming. God, <laughs> man, let me tell you. If there was some technology. Yeah, that's going to fall. Don't do that. Oh, sorry. If there was a technology that they could put inside of coffins that made anyone within a certain radius have an instantaneous <laughs> orgasm, yeah. I would do that at my funeral in a second. I'd be like, I want everyone and coming. coming. Yeah, yeah. Massive, massive, hardcore, <laughs> giant orgasms. I want. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, the sound I would want at my funeral. Just people just coming. <laughs> Coming and coming and coming. That that's the gift. How wonderful is shape. Poor guy. Now that's that's when we've already played before. That's yeah. when we 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 really broke down. That's this, old news. this is the new one. Uh, we've we've played two people that this is the third person. Kara <laughs> Anaya was shopping one afternoon when she found herself suddenly and inexplicably sexually aroused. Within minutes, her legs buckled and she fell, experiencing a series of crippling, unstimulated orgasms. Uh. Kara was diagnosed with persistent genital arousal disorder. This narrator is making me have an Six hours a day. Six but hours never a satisfied. Hmm. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. But I know that in the next couple seconds, minutes, hours, another one's going to hit. Hmm. The one day that I decided to count how many orgasms I had in one setting. I counted 180 in two hours everywhere I had to go. Damn. Um, Pretty much with that type of number, you're having two or three in a minute. And her condition has tested her relationship with her husband, Tony. When my wife was diagnosed with PGAD, I thought she was crazy. I didn't believe her. It It was rather difficult for her because of the fact that I didn't understand what she was going through. I would have to say the most difficult thing is seeing my wife in pain. And there's nothing I can... Pain? PGAD? Your wife's having a pretty good time, right? uh, (laughs) Am I right? To help her. For the last three years, the 30-year-old mum has struggled to come to terms with her condition and is often left feeling reclusive. Even the school run is a humiliating and distressing ordeal. (laughs) I bet. While you're with your kids or at the school... It, it's one of those things where you feel wrong. It almost feels Wait, like why? I'm molesting these kids because she's I'm blasting jizz all over these kids. Because <laughs> for her orgasms too, she'll lay on her back and she spreads her legs and she she does she'll yeah. squirt. Yeah. She'll go, she squirts. Yeah, she squirts. She can you imagine, can you imagine though if your mom had PGAD? <laughs> And your friends found out. Of course. They would be like always Relentless. wanting to go down to the kitchen to look, yeah. see if your mom was coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. Every time. Or it'd be like, 
sleepover, you'd be like, Duncan's house, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Definitely. Tell us a story, Miss Russell. (laughs) And then she's like, well, there was one time. Oh, oh, yeah. Can you imagine, though? God, getting in trouble. Your friend's mother? In fr- driving you home, oh. dropping you off at school. <laughs> you know what's really neat about this clip is that in the first clip that we discovered of the other man, yeah. we were like, "How does he take his kid to school?" Right. Like your dad's coming at the soccer game again, yeah, yeah. And standing in the sidelines. That like, guy oh. basically stays away from his kids. He yeah. can't do yeah. it. He won't do it. Because well, he just because because it's shameful to come around your kids. Well, and he gets like four hour <laughs> erections. I guess. Oh it is. yeah. And he's just like, Ugh, and he's always coming. So it's like, Dad, <laughs> Dad, Duncan's here. Will you stop coming? <laughs> Man, think of that. The first president with PGAT. That's going to be a big moment that when is, the president has got it. The state hand, of the hand on the Bible or state of the union. <laughs> America's and then everybody stands and claps with every uh, workout. <laughs> yeah. so they always do the applause at the State of the Union. <laughs> Man, that would be a disruptive psychic mm-hmm. weapon. Like if the CIA could come up with an orgasm. Like, oh, yeah. To make the enemy come so that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's one of his orgasms. He had one during the interview? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he had multiple Several. during the interview. He gets yeah. down on all fours. He, he fell comes. to the ground. <laughs> oh, God. He he's on his hands oh, wow. and knees yeah. right now. Yeah. It's like his dick is sneezing. It's like he's yeah. allergic yes. to... That's a great way of putting it. It is wow. like his dick is sneezing. Damn. Miss E, you always know what to say. <laughs> Thank you, my child. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> or how would Jaden Smith talk about? Well, you know what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> uh, having an orgasm. Yeah. Parents don't notice. The teachers don't notice. The principal doesn't notice. But because I know, uh, I feel like a pervert. Poor thing. Poor poor thing. Pervert needs a spanking. <laughs> Man, that's so funny that 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 form of pornography that's disguised as information. Like, <laughs> did, did did you see? The it is sa- arousing, right? Did you see yeah. the South Park episode? They just did a South Park where the kids were yeah. trying to get their parents to stop watching murder porn, which is like forensic <laughs> files and stuff. Uh, where, it is, uh, yeah, 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 you're right. They disguise it like whoever made this documentary is like, we've got to get. Uh, this information out to the world because yeah. so many people need to hear about this point nine 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 percent of the population. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's yeah. point oh oh oh. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, point yeah. Oh, oh, oh. There's yeah. like four people who in have the world it in the world, but it's yeah. like, well, people need to be informed about PGAD. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know we were watching that awful movie Speed. Like Tom and I like to watch really bad movies on Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah, it's, yeah fun. it's so much fun. And there's a scene where they're you know pulling people out of a bird. No, it's the elevator that's the ele- stuck between floors. It's a serious scene. It's, yeah. a, it's a peril thing. These people could crash to their death. And then just out of nowhere, they pull a woman out and it, you, they just flash her nice satin panties. And you're like, what is so gratuitous? Uh, God, and she was so hot. Funny. And like it was yeah. to show yeah. her sweet ass. Yeah, they like- probably shot that six <laughs> times. Right? Yeah. They probably pulled her out seven times, missed the panties. Can you do it one more time? By the way, shitty movie you guys must watch <laughs> if you have the chance. Have you seen Christmas Lodge? No. no. Oh, God, Sounds dude. Please, please make that your next movie. Christmas Lodge. It's like a one of these Hallmark-style movies oh, like where oh, yeah. super Christian. Write that down. Like Seventh Heaven type Can I tell of- you the one that just floored me was The Saint? 
with, <laughs> so with Val Kilmer. Oh, cool. You got to see that. What is it? Okay, he's a like international <laughs> spy who he plays uh he plays he d- he will do different disguises and accents and they're and his name and every time he plays a a a, a certain spy character it's named after a saint, you know, like so it's like hence, a saint of this. Hence the saint, but like right? he'll be like sitting in the mirror and he'll be like mm. <laughs> Yes, my name is Boris. Boris, yes. And then it's like he's out and he's, you know, interacting with people as Boris. And uh. then then the next flight he's on, you see him with long hair. And he's like, hello, my name is Jorge and I am a, but a Spanish uh, guy. It's all the it's same great. accent, though. His Jorge and his Boris it's are identical. Crazy. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, it's all the same shit. I just like to picture how seriously he took himself in the film. Like, yeah. right. I imagine that all they're like, guys, Val's getting into Boris right now, if you don't mind. And then, <laughs> you know, like, because you know <laughs> this was so not great. taken lightly. This was serious shit. Oh, God. That's the, to me, I love thinking about when you watch a shitty scene in the movie. I love thinking about the the crew and everyone standing around <laughs> who are all mutually hypnotized into believing it's good. Oh yeah, because their life's riding on it. Oh yeah, it's of over. They're all like, oh, wonderful, Jesus. wonderful. We're gonna make oh. the Saint Part Two next week oh, for sure. Oh God, it's so sad, man. This one's particularly bad. It's really like, and you remember too that like oh, Val Kilmer was like a huge star, and then there was kind of a, a weird. Right, change in his career, like in the types of films he was doing. Yeah, and then he kind of went. I don't know if he's maybe he's back to make, but like this to me felt like had to be probably one of the big turns. Have you seen his art? No. no. Yeah, I follow him on Twitter, and he posts uh, various his art. Like if you look up Val Kilmer's art, you can see it. He was a stone cold fox in the eighties, though. Top Gun I, times, dude. When I was a little girl, I I wanted him to be my boyfriend for reals. He, he was, yeah, he was. He was the so man, Foxy. You know about the whole Top Gun actually being about gay guys, right? <laughs> well, I, I don't know it. I mean, I've heard people be like, I know that it's popular among uh, gay guys to watch, right? That it's like considered like a. This is like our gay soft porn, but it's about gay guys. Quentin Tarantino. There's a great clip of Quentin Tarantino <laughs> breaking down Top Gun because he's talking about how movies are all about subversion or subterfuge, or I think he says sub- subversion. But look, check it out, man. It's a great for people who've never who aren't aware of this. Top Gun is actually is truly when he breaks it down. It's there's no question that he's right. This is a movie about a guy trying to decide between but being straight. Is that and him in a? Is that him in a talking about it in a movie or yeah, an interview? Yeah, it's him talking about it in a movie, but it's still just play it. It's 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 so clear. Someone actually did a. I think it got taken down, but they took this and did Top Gun. About what's it really about? What genre does it hit? What, what like it, it's like a, like the spine? The spine. Like one sentence. Like no, I don't fucking boy meets girl. I don't give a shit about that. Fuck boy meets girl. Fuck motorcycle movie. No, what is really being said? What's really being seen? That's what you're talking about. Because the whole idea, man, is subversion. You want subversion on a massive level. You know what one of the greatest fucking scripts ever written in the history of Hollywood is? What? Top Gun. Top Gun is fucking great. What is Top Gun? You think it's a story about a bunch of fighter pilots? Yeah, it's about a bunch of guys waving their dicks around. It is a story about a man's struggle with his own homosexuality. (laughs) That's it. That is what Top Gun is about, man. You've got Maverick, all right? He's on the edge, man. He's right on the fucking line, all right? And you've got Iceman and all his crew. They're gay. They they represent the gay man, all right? And they're saying, go. 
go the gay way. Go both ways. What about Kelly McGillis? Kelly McGillis, she's 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 heterosexuality. She's saying no, 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 no. Go the normal way. Play by the rules. Go the normal way. And they're saying no. Go the gay way. Be the gay way. Go for the gay way. Right? That is what's going on throughout that whole movie. What is this party? Who are these people? They make me sick. What is that? Who are you? Who are you? What is he wearing? It's some kind of like go back. dance jumpsuit, freakish little gaucho. Let's go to Spain and dance with our arms over our heads. And he goes to her house, right? All right. It looks like they're gonna have sex. You know, they're just kind of sitting back. He's taking a shower and everything. They don't have sex. He gets on the motorcycle, drives away. She's like, "What the fuck? What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> next scene. Next scene, you see her. She's in the elevator. She is dressed like a guy. She's got the cap on. She's got the aviator glasses. She's wearing the same jacket that the Iceman wears. She's okay. This is how I gotta get this guy. This guy's going towards the gateway. So I gotta bring him back. I gotta bring him back from the gateway. So I'm gonna do that through subterfuge. I'm gonna dress like a man. All right. That is how she he, she approaches it. Right. Okay. But, let me just ask you. I'm gonna digress for just for two seconds wow. here. But um. I met this girl Amy here. She's like uh, floating around know. here and everything. Okay. Now she's Wait, divorced, it's almost right? over. Yeah. I saw because it's important. The last, it? the last thing they say in the I movie. I was asking my friend. I, I can't remember. The gay way. Yeah. Wait till it's wait till it hits the last line. It's just a little. Yeah. Somebody is edited. But the real ending of the movie is when they fight the medics at the end. All right, because he has passed over into the gay way. They are this gay fighting fucking force. All right, and they're beating the Russians. The gays are beating the Russians. All right, and it's over, and they fucking land. And Iceman's been trying to get Maverick the entire time. Finally, he's got him. All right, and what is the last fucking line that they have together? They're all hugging and kissing and happy with each other. And Ice comes up to Maverick and he says, "Man, you can ride my tail." And he's <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> wow. That crazy? Wow, I had no idea. That's amazing. That was genius. Yeah, every everything's like that. When you realize everything's like that, everything is this on the surface appears to be this one simple thing, but underneath Subtext. it it's just yes. pure subversion. I love that in Reservoir Dogs when Tarantino talks about like a virgin. Oh, you know, at the, this coos, this fuck machine. I don't remember it. You don't remember I can't that? Believe I can't remember that. Oh, it's, it's so fucking I love Reservoir Dogs. I can't oh, believe so I can't nice. remember that. Hold on, I, I gotta let. You, I can't let you go without. No, that. don't. Tarantino is so badass. That's somebody who's watched every single movie and deeply thought about the 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 whole thing. Oh man, man. incredible! He has such a gift for writing entertaining shit too. Yeah. His dialogue's great. But his characters tend to sound alike. That's my one thing. Also Everybody that talks we, the same. That weird interview where he like talks black. Have you seen that? No. Well, he kind of. I think he. I think he thinks he's got a black. Pass. No, no, no. Have you seen the interview called Quentin Tarantino mysteriously tries to ta- act black? No. After you play this, can we? Do we have time to play that? Uh, yeah, series? sure. Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's really. Uh, Wait, can I pee though? I have to piss really bad. Oh, okay. Play the thing for Duncan. I've heard that stuff. Yeah. Well, can you text Jessica too? Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Like a virgin. Yeah. Okay. All right, you play that. I'll go piss. Okay. Okay. I'll text Jessica. Here we go. Yeah, this is great, man. This is so great. Here we go. Let me tell you what Like a Virgin's about. It's all about a girl who digs a guy with a big dick. Entire song. It's a metaphor for big dicks. No, it ain't. It's about a girl who's very vulnerable. She's been fucked over a few times and uh, 
when she meets a guy. Who's whoa, 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 whoa! Time out, Green. Toby. They tell that fucking bullshit to the tourists. Toby, who the fuck is Toby? Like a virgin's not about some sensitive girl who meets a nice fella. That's what True Blue's about. No, granted, no argument about that. What's True Blue? Oh, you ain't heard True Blue. It's a big ass in from I don't even follow that top to the pop shit, and you've never heard of True Blue. Yeah, so even saying heard of it, you know, what I asked is, how's it go? Excuse me for not being the world's Madonna fan. Personally, I can do without her. I used to like her early stuff, borderline. When she got out into that pop yeah. preach phase, I tuned out. But you guys are, like, making me lose my train of thought here. I was saying something. What was it? Oh, Toby's that little Chinese girl. That was her last name. What's that? That's an old address book I found on a coat I haven't worn in a cool's age. What's that name? What the fuck was I talking about? So True Blue was about a guy, uh, a sensitive girl who meets a nice guy, but like a virgin with a metaphor for big dicks. Okay, let me tell you what like a virgin's about. It's all about this coos who's a regular fucking machine. I'm talking morning, day, night, afternoon. Dick, 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 dick. How many dicks is that? A lot. So one day she meets this John Holmes motherfucker, and it's like, whoa, baby. I mean, this cat is like Charles Bronson in The Great Escape. He's digging tunnels. All right, now she's getting this serious dig at you. And she's feeling something she ain't feel since forever. Pain. Pain. Chew, Toby, chew. It hurts. It hurts her. It shouldn't hurt. You know, her pussy should be bubbling up by now. But when this cat fucks her, it hurts. It hurts just like it did the first time. You see, the pain is reminding the fuck machine what it was once like to be a virgin. Hence, like a virgin. It's amazing, right? That's awesome. So true, too. That's so true. It's also an equally valid interpretation of Forget the song. Forget that Tarantino acting like a... Yeah? acting like Because okay. you know what? It's like, whatever. I don't know why he did that. You guys can Google search it if you want. I don't know why he decided to do that on the on this interview show, but he's such a badass. I don't want to, like, end it on, on denigrating Miss E says, why go negative? <laughs> uh, by the way, we got a... Um, a, a Braxton theme song oh, made just for us. I love this. So there's new lyrics to it. Oh, I'm if so you guys excited. want to hear it, yeah. here, uh, here it is. <laughs> we are your mommies and your our jeans. We keep them up high so everybody sees. Tommy, Tina, Theo, Top Dog, and P.O.P. We'll teach you a thing or two. Your mom's house family values. All right, Yay! yeah. You guys have great fans. Yeah. You guys have awesome fans. You do. You, I, this beautiful painting that you have. Mm-hmm. Look you, at all this. This is people are fan. writing songs for you. This is beautiful. You the guys best. deserve it too. You're the such best. cool people. Oh, we love Seriously, you. Thank you're again. wonderful humans. It's so nice to uh, hang out here. Well, we're far more hateful than you. I feel like you're a beacon of love oh, and positivity. God, and... I'm a cunt. I'm an asshole. I'm just trying to like. <laughs> I, I put so. man. Please, no. I am. Oh God, you what, have no idea. What do you hate secretly? Be like, tell us what. What do you Everything. most hateful? No, no. no. You don't hate Jaden Smith. No, no, no. I, 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 no, I, oh God, I, everything, literally, like if I'm in the, (laughs) if I have the wrong lens in front of my subjective universe, everything just seems like a seething pile of fraudulent mediocrity, people, terrified humans desperately trying to escape the inevitable death that waits for all of them everyone plunging into the infinite void pretending that's not going to happen and putting up a pathetic 
awful show of having a personality is a desperate escape hatch to not blend in with the universe and all of us are cowards and the whole thing's a big fraud machine. And so I'll look at, but really all I'm thinking about is the way I hate myself. Yeah. What I just said is me yeah. talking about myself. Yeah. So, cause that's what you do yeah. is, is you, you're like, so really, I, and once you start realizing like, Oh shit, it's not that, I think the universe is a place where everyone's behaving like a fraud. It's like, oh, I'm the terrified I'm fraud. I'm shit dick. So I, yeah, that's dude. what you have to deal with. So that that's the root of my neurosis and shit and shittiness. And it just comes out in stupid ways where, uh, you know, like I think it's a very, it's a very, um, it's a very uh, subtle thing that happens where you're just like, what is this? I was just talking to my girlfriend and like I, I someone's calling. I'm like, let's see what this idiot has to say. <laughs> no, you know, like it just yeah. popped out. It yeah, just yeah. pops out. Why would I say it was a friend of mine calling? But it's like, why am I using that language? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. That it's that in, happened. Yeah. But it's always I think the answer to that's always that it's it's not the idiot calling it's you. you. It's you. you. Yeah, it's it's you. Right. It's yeah. just the you know, it's just like to get back to the idea of like wiping your asshole yeah. and how important that is and the muskiness like of that. your asshole. Mm-hmm. In the same way you've got if like you don't deal with the crusted karmic Mm -hmm. fecal matter surrounding your love nature Mm -hmm. then everything that you perceive in the world is going to be tainted with shit it's so great man that's a really great way of putting that i'm actually so excited to see what you're going to do next i I really feel like you're i I feel like you could write books (laughs) wouldn't it be great if duncan got a sitcom like a like no, but NBC. I'll like, be so. But funny. I don't want Duncan to have a sitcom. No, I want I, Duncan. I don't either. I want. I want to. I want to go like uh, somewhere where there's a there's a cliff and a beach and see Duncan in front of like I don't know how many people just enlightening them. Here's what's wild. Oh, psychic master of the universe. <laughs> in two weeks, I'm going to Hawaii to a Ramdas retreat, hey. which is sits on a cliff by the beach. <laughs> You and and they're let for whatever reason they're letting me do a podcast for the uh, retreat oh with Ramdas. So you just, you're gonna do one with Ramdas. I already That's did awesome. one with Ramdas. Oh, I don't know no. for sure that he's gonna show up, but it's but if not with him, it'll be with you know. Oh shit, man! You know what you guys should do. I've been doing these podcasts with Jack Cornfield, who's this Buddhist mm. teacher, who's just an amazing human. I did one with. With him, uh, and, and I had Natasha do one with him, and Pete Holmes did one with him. But it's like getting comedians, because we're all kind of neurotic, freaked out people, to sit and talk to somebody who's been practicing, actively practicing Buddhism for their entire life, who's like, who's literally spent, like, once he, he was telling us how he spent a year not talking a year a year a year he didn't talk for a year a Mm. year think about that he didn't talk for a fucking year but the guy just radiates this beautiful energy and anyway he comes into town to do these you guys should be the guests on the show i would love to are you kidding me so cool to watch you guys interact and chat would love so cool but yeah, yeah, we'd man. love to do that. Um, cool. But there's so That's much. That's so cool, Duncan. That's yeah, so your lane, so rad, dude. Man. Oh, my God. You're going to do Ronda. so many great things. It's really cool. uh, thanks, mm-hmm. man. Thank you very You're much. Awesome. Very cool. Thank you. Um, we want uh, to remind our listeners, we, you can always uh, go to yourmomshousepodcast.com to view all the clips. People always ask for the clips from the audio files, and it keeps growing. The library keeps growing. All the clips I'm sorry, are there. The, what? the library, Thank excuse you. me, <laughs> keeps growing. Um, there's new stuff uh, on in the store. If you're looking to get 
some Christmas gifts. There's a there's a new shirt that's there. Cops are all bald and shit. That's cops are bald, and they have the um. The, there's a ton of other things there, and of course our uh, Amazon banner. Um, and we that have... shirt looks. I'm sorry to interrupt, but that shirt is badass. Oh, I saw. Badass. I saw your cops are. I thought it said cops are bad though. No, was... cops are bald. <laughs> I got to get my my visions fucked up because I remember like thinking like man they're really <laughs> I didn't realize there, huh? they were like like pissed at cops no <laughs> no, no that but the shirt looks great the design is awesome thanks man yeah, yeah. that's a uh, Stoy merchandise they do great work and uh, the Theo twenty four seven shirt is there the it's new restocked. mug don't get the a Bristol mug. stool chart yes. mug. Also, check Duncan Trussell out next week on my show. That's Deep Bro. We get even crazier. DuncanTrussell.com. He has a couple. Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Yes. Duncan Trussell Family Hour is the podcast, but he'll be in Houston the 24th and 25th and of January. Other Austin and Dallas, but those dates aren't up yet. But I'll have those dates up on the at my Fantastic. website. Fantastic. And um, I think that's it. I mean, you'll be doing that whole that truffle thing, right? The truffle act will be there. The... Oh, yeah, man. I'm going to... D- I'm gonna. It's a new thing I've added, but I'm gonna jerk off a pig. Yeah, that's really cool. Wow. I mean, if um, that's neat, I can't. That's worth. You don't get a sitcom off of that. I don't know. Well, I think that's worth. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's the ship. Whenever something really exciting happens, we pour chips in a bowl. That was applause. (laughs) No, it's chips in a bowl. Awesome. All right. um, Anything else, Jeans? No, thanks for being here, Duncan. Thanks for having You're me. You're the best, dude. You guys are the best. Thank you very Thanks. much. I'm like a motherfucker. I run LA basically south of the tent. Feed me sandwiches. Pets all the time. Balls licked. Get some barbecue. I'm Theo all goddamn day. Burn shit south of the pen. Ten times ten with an S on the end from the hundreds black vodka. I don't play around these parts. You know what I'm saying? Burn shit south of the pen. Ten times ten with an S on the end from the hundreds black vodka. I don't play around these parts. You know what I'm saying? I'm a wild animal. I stab you in your sleep. Get your ass out my face. Respect my privacy. I don't feel nothing. I get what I need I'm a wheeler I'm a dealer Siphon gas from your Jeep I've been outside You ain't shit I piss the shit Where I want You better not forget it God damn y'all lazy I never stop hustling Give me something to get something They gotta pay up You could get kidnapped You're under my care Better show motherfucking respect Uh, yeah Porsche 911 New Corvette That's what I do That's what I've been doing Oh shit You cannot disrespect me Cannot one this motherfucking block Pineapple to the big out I just get shit done 24 seven Who's number one? Running shit south of the pen. Ten times ten with an S on the end from the hundreds block Well, vodka, gin I don't play around these parts You know what I'm saying? Running shit south of the pen. Ten times ten with an S on the end from the hundreds block Well, vodka, gin I don't play around these parts You know what I'm saying? You act like I didn't live outside for three years. I live outside. Call stepping up the game. Yo, when the fuck are we going back to the dog park? I have peoples. Chihuahua. Goofy Gurk. Labradors. I'm Theo all goddamn day. God damn it, nigga, not.